Now, the one who protects us all from prattling prognosticators and perfidious pundits. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Look for the union label. That's to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the government. From my cold, dead hands. I'm concerned that if we don't impeach this president, he will get reelected. It's time for the Alan Nathan Show. Here he is, the longest-running nationally syndicated centrist host in the country, Alan Nathan. Welcome to the Alan Nathan Show, everybody. Silker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan today while he is off working on his book. If Alan were here with us today, though, as our guest is right now, so I'm rushing through this, um, he would give to you his mantra. Folks, we want the Republicans out of our bedrooms, the Democrats out of our wallets, and both out of our first and second amendment rights. The Alan Nathan Show is a Main Street Radio Network production, so we want to thank the Main Street Radio Network for allowing this program to exist. The management, occasionally they will dislike the content on the show, and certainly their sponsors will, but they still let this program continue on because they are believers in the First Amendment, and we appreciate that. Also, we want to thank the Salem Radio Network for distributing this program. The Alan Nathan Show has been around 25 years now, since 1998. Of course, it wasn't a Main Street Radio production that long because Main Street Radio Network hadn't existed for you know, about 13 years now, a very lucky number. That's why we say we're in our 14th year. And you can find out more about them at MainStreetRadioNetwork.com. This is my show, The Silker Joe Show, is up there as well. And also they are on Facebook, Main Street Radio Network, on Twitter at Main Street Radio. And, of course, the Alan Nathan Show has its own stuff too, AlanNathan.com. And on Twitter, at Alan Nathan. And The Silker Joe Show can be found on Gitter, G-E-T-T-R.com, at Silk or Joe Show. All right. At this point, Alan would read his pre-written topics, and I have mine right here. Why is it that with everything from the legal system to climate change, the left believes in putting the well-being of criminals and the liberal elite over that of the average American? And joining us now to talk about one of the topics that spawned this uh, little phrase that I coined for this show, we have Paul Kaminar. He is lead counsel for the National Legal and Policy Censor. He previously served as senior executive counsel of the Washington Legal Foundation, representing over 300 members of Congress in major Supreme Court cases. Paul Kaminar, happy to have you today. How are you? Yeah, thank you. Glad to be here. All right. So right now going on in New York City, there's a district attorney, Alvin Bragg, he is uh, trying to make a case against Trump, trying to get indictments out against him. Um, some sources in the prosecution office say he might be backing down from that. Certainly after one of the witnesses he brought on totally refuted everything he came up with. Uh, but just the fact that this all came out at all, especially when eight years ago, when we, I thought this matter had been resolved in 2016. What's your take on it? Yeah, this uh, should have been resolved a long time ago, and there's really nothing to resolve. I mean, this is basically a nothing burger here. Uh, The prosecutor in New York, Alvin Bragg, uh, waited until Donald Trump uh, uh, decided he wanted to run for president and then said, "Okay, how are we going to get this guy? Uh, Alvin Bragg ran for the D.A. position uh, on on his platform as I'm going to go get Trump. I don't know what it is, but we're going to get him. And, of course, he was uh, supported by liberal uh, elite uh, George Soros, gave him a ton of money. And so now he says, okay, how are we going to get Donald Trump? Aha, let's resurrect this Stormy Daniels uh, hush money payment. Well, there's some problems with that. Number one, uh, hush money payments are totally legal. That's only another word for non-disclosure agreements. Uh, It happens all the time where where businesses uh, uh, pay a settlement to 
an employee who's complaining about harassment or what have you, and they sign a non-disclosure agreement. So nothing uh, illegal there. So what are they going to do? Well, let's see. Uh, they said that this hush money payment of 135000 was uh, listed uh, uh, in installments on the business records, and there's a New York law that says you can't put down a false uh, business record uh, notation in the business records. Okay, so what's that in the New York law? Well, that's a misdemeanor. There's a two-year statute of limitations, which is long run. So now he's trying to figure out, well, how can I uh, uh, jack a bootstrap uh, this up into a a uh, felony? So they said, well, that money was actually given uh, uh, by Trump to reimburse Michael Cohen to help his campaign. And aha, that's a campaign violation under federal election laws. Well, the problem with that is that the FEC uh, took a look at this uh, allegation and didn't do anything. They didn't think that was worth anything. In fact, a former commissioner, chairman of the FEC, said there's no there there. Uh, the Justice Department uh, didn't bring any prosecution on that, and for good reasons. Back in 2011, uh, you may recall, they filed a similar uh, a criminal case against Democratic Senator John Edwards. John Edwards ran against Obama in the 2008 election, and he got $900,000 from a big donor to pay off John Edwards' mistress and love child because he didn't want his wife, who had breast cancer, to know about it. So the government said, aha, that's helping your campaign. That's a campaign violation. They filed the criminal case. The jury came back, acquitted John Edwards on one count, and had a hung jury on the other counts. And the Justice Department said, look, we're not going to prosecute you again. This is kind of a, a stretch of an allegation because you were doing that for your own personal purposes, for your reputation. Uh, and only incidentally did it help your campaign. So this isn't going anywhere. It's malicious and vindictive prosecution, as, as we argue. And if they do bring charges, we hope the Trump team will file a motion to dismiss any indictment on the grounds that this is just a political a vendetta by uh, Alan Bragg and the Democrats. Mm. It certainly seems that they have been dedicating themselves to get as much out of this as possible with as far as political capital goes. And Trump seems to be playing into it as well by calling for protests on Tuesday when allegedly he was supposed to be arrested. Of course, that didn't materialize that day. But still, it's just it seems like a great campaign for both people. And I guess Alvin Bragg, gets to brag about it if anything comes of it. Yeah, we should call him Alvin Braggadocious. And right. the way he's trying to thump his chest. Well, you know, uh, it, it, you know, when the, if the indictment comes down, uh, there won't be any formal arrest as such where they put him on handcuffs and do the perp walk. Uh, his attorney said, well, uh, come up to New York uh, and, uh, uh, shortly after the indictment comes down, if it comes down, uh, and they'll come into the probably the garage uh, underneath the courthouse, and there won't be a big show. But, you know, this is actually redounding in some ways to, to Donald Trump's benefit because his base is getting uh, riled up because of this kind of uh, uh, political persecution uh, that's going on. And, uh, you know, if they're trying to make an argument that this uh, hush money payments were a campaign contribution, I would say, well, wait a minute, maybe Alan Bragg's uh, persecution of Donald Trump is a campaign contribution because it's helping Trump with his base. I mean, you know, I'm just kind of 
being facetious, but you, you get the point of how this campaign uh, uh, hook, legal hook, is, is a bunch of nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, gee whiz, back during the uh, uh, Bill Clinton's, one of his campaigns, he ended up paying, I think it was Paula Jones, $850,000 in hush money, but nothing was made of that. So it right. really is just a, a get Trump at any cost thing. And I, what does this do to the public's faith in the, not, not just the district attorney's office, but the just judicial system in general? Yeah, it kind of uh, makes a mockery of, of uh, our judicial system as well as our uh, electoral uh, uh, system when you have these kinds of political persecutions, especially after Donald Trump said, uh, announced that he was running for president. This could have been done earlier. Um, so, you know, it, it really causes uh, the public to uh, question the integrity of uh, the criminal justice system. And uh, uh, that's why I think uh, uh, Trump is on good grounds for having this case dismissed because of uh, the uh, uh, malicious and vindictiveness that's going on here. And then, of course, while they're focusing on that, what's happening to Hunter Biden? You know, he's being investigated and has been for three or four years. Nothing's happening there with the U.S. attorney in Delaware. And that's not $130,000 in hush money. He's got millions of dollars coming in from China. He hasn't registered as a foreign agent. He's got a couple million dollars of tax evasion charges. Uh, there's uh, uh, conspiracy, money laundering, and, and yet uh, nothing's moving on that. And, and there's no special counsel appointed uh, uh, to go after Hunter Biden, but yet they have a special counsel going after Trump on these Documents, uh, classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Now they're, you know, looking at the Georgia election. There's a grand jury there, and a Trump legal team filed um, a motion the other day to get that whole thing dismissed because of misconduct by both the judge and the uh, DA down there in Atlanta. Uh, so, so it's it's truly a mess. Uh, but uh, what's going to happen, I think, uh, that's going to be good is that the House uh, now that's in Republican hands are having these uh, committees uh, being investigated, uh, investigating this whole thing. You've got uh, the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, chaired by James Comer from Kentucky, Ohio. Mm-hmm. You see, Bill, at this point, we're going to get some... Uh, Paul Kamenar, lead counsel for the National Legal and Policy Center. You started breaking up right at the end. Thank goodness that you lasted until the music started, because that meant we only had 30 seconds left of the show anyway. But we appreciate you at being on the Alan Nathan Show today. And listeners, we got more programming coming up this hour, so stick with us. research released to mark the International Day of Math reveals that math is the subject most American adults say they're afraid of, but is also the subject they most want their children to be good at. So to help them support their children in building confidence with numbers, a new, fun and engaging computer game called Teach Your Monster Number Skills has hit the market. Junaid Mabeen is a math expert from Number Skills, and he says building your child's confidence from an early age is vital. Getting kids confident with numbers from a very young age is so important to their long-term success in mathematics. And the reason I use Teach Your Monster Number Skills with my own children is that it teaches them about numbers, about how creative and, and playful numbers can be. It's very fun and also educationally very powerful. 
You can download this great game today. Just search for Teach Your Monster Number Skills Online. It's available on all desktop and mobile devices. Trust me, you won't regret it. This is sponsored by IBM. Job seekers, students, and career changers want to pursue roles in science, technology, engineering, and math, but aren't familiar with career options. At the same time, online training and digital credentials are emerging as a recognized pathway to opportunity. Misconceptions about the cost of training and what's required are often roadblocks to success. To tackle this and bring STEM education closer to underrepresented communities, IBM SkillsBuild is announcing 45 new educational partners. IBM SkillsBuild is a free education program focused on underrepresented communities in tech, helping all develop valuable new skills and access to career opportunities. Justina Nixon St. Till, IBM Chief Impact Officer. Technology training can have a transformational effect on a person's life. IBM is committed to raising awareness of the many roles that exist across industries in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. IBM Skills Build continues to grow with new partners around the world, working together to skill 30 million people by 2030. For more, skillsbuild.org. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Jason Derulo. I love that music connects to people all over the country, but unfortunately, so does something else. Childhood hunger. 15 million kids struggle with hunger right here in America. And yet, every year, billions of pounds of surplus food in the U.S. go to waste instead of going to the children in need. Feeding America is working to change this. The Feeding America nationwide network of food banks rescues this surplus of food to help provide meals to families in virtually every community in the United States, including yours. But they just can't do this alone. Join me in the fight against hunger in America. For more information on what you can do to get involved, visit feedingamerica.org. That's feedingamerica.org. Together we can solve hunger. Together, we're feeding America. A message from Feeding America and the Ad Council. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. Everybody, Silker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan today. So, you know, we're, the se- topic for this segment is Biden vetoing his first bill, the bill that stops uh, ESG investment. Now, this is a bipartisan measure, so I'm starting to think the real topic here should have been that Joe Biden referred to Democrats in the Senate as MAGA House Republicans, because here's what Biden said of the bill, quote, would the bill would wait, wait, sorry, quote, would risk your retirement savings by making it illegal to consider risk factors MAGA House Republicans don't like, unquote. So the fact is, this was passed 
to become a bill on his desk, it had to pass Democrat approval. They could have stopped it in the Senate if they didn't approve of it. So he just referred to the Senate Democrats as MAGA House Republicans. Okay, fair enough. Not exactly the label I would have pinned to them. But the the big irony, too, is that uh, these risks, the ESG stuff, the same risk factors that those pursue are the same risk factors that toppled a couple of banks. So now we pass this, uh, get this bill to the White House that, you know, may have stopped those banks from uh, toppling if they weren't so focused on the woke uh, type of investment that they were doing. But uh, somehow that is apparently uh, just only MAGA House Republicans care about that, care about stopping banks from toppling. Joining us now to talk about this, we have Craig Bannister. He's responsible for media relations, public relations, and marketing campaigns at CNS News. And he also wrote about this. You can find it over at CNSNews.com. Craig, appreciate you being here. How are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good, all things considered. Uh, As as you mentioned, uh, uh, retirement uh, savings uh, are being hurt by – by the Biden administration's uh, promotion of uh, ESG, uh, in particular, uh, what this is what this is doing is uh, allowing um, liberal, um, if you want to call them that, uh, investment managers, asset managers of retirement and pension accounts uh, to consider uh, ideological. Um, goals when uh, investing uh, your savings uh, rather than uh, uh, sticking purely with uh, your financial best interest. So um, it's very ironic, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Biden's comments about about his veto, uh, that somehow this is going to protect your hard-earned savings when in actuality it will uh, allow asset managers to invest your money in less profitable things. And then, uh, as you said, to, to lump uh, the Democrats who supported this uh, in with uh, MAGA House Republicans. Uh, now, one thing that has always uh, puzzled me is how Make America Great Again has somehow become a slur. Hmm. Well, it's always been a slur, apparently. They've always said it was a dog whistle for racism and America was never great. So they, they, and I don't think they really want it to be great <laughs> from the way they talk, because then they became keep America great and they didn't like that either. Uh, well, uh, you're, you're right. Uh, there are a lot of, uh, on the left, what, what I refer to as self-loathing snobs, uh, <laughs> Who, who seem to take the attitude that they're better than you because they hate their country more. Hmm. Uh, and, and, you, and you do find that uh, now, uh, this, this progressive wave. Uh, but, but particularly here, uh, these, these uh, account managers have a, a, a legal responsibility, a fiduciary responsibility uh, to invest uh, only – uh, considering the the most profitable um, uh, products, investments, companies, uh, and yet uh, Biden is saying they don't have to. And as a matter of fact, uh, as part of his uh, executive orders and uh, fiats um, uh, rules from the Labor Department, he's also made it uh, easier for um, these asset managers to. Uh, avoid telling their clients that that's what they're doing with this money. They, they, they've uh, reduced the reporting requirements. Uh, so 
a lot of people, uh, as Elon Musk has said, uh, are unaware uh, that their money is going to political causes rather than to profitable ventures. Well, that's a bit of irony because they keep calling for transparency in the financial sector, yet here they are ensuring that there is no transparency. Well, uh, yes, but it's not uh, – it, it seems that that's not uncommon in the Biden administration uh, whenever there's information that uh, might reflect poorly on them. So uh, despite claims, I, I'm not sure this administration is going to go down in history as uh, one of the most transparent ever. Um, just just look at uh, what's happened with uh, Biden's classified documents uh, – as opposed to uh, those of uh, of Pence or or President Trump, hmm. yeah, he gets to hide them. And well, I guess that is that would make him more transparent than Trump. The way he was hiding his documents, though, leaving them in a garage where his son had access. Certainly, Trump didn't do anything like that. <laughs> well, it, it shows uh, just how much he values uh, his car. That. Uh, uh, he believes that is so so secure that uh, that he wants to put classified documents next to it. Uh, but uh, you you have uh, this uh, this particularly pernicious um, move, uh, as I said, uh, is something that uh, that Americans uh, need to be uh, wary of and and asking uh, their their investment managers about. Um, and uh, and not not so much pay attention to what they're hearing in the mainstream media or um, or as uh, Biden uh, has been claiming that this is this is somehow uh, protecting their investments. Um, mm-hmm. it, I would I would argue that the best protection of a, of an investment is to make it as profitable as possible. Uh, now. Part of the logic you're going to hear out there is, well, uh, because we're investing things that will protect your your home and property from being destroyed by climate change, uh, then we're we're actually uh, providing you an an investment benefit. Uh, so by protecting you from a hypothetical danger that uh, that they're uh, initiatives may or may not uh, have any effect on. Uh, they claim that they're they're providing you an enhanced return. Uh, I, as, as you could tell just from my the way I have to explain it, that's that's a pretty uh, tedious and convoluted argument. Mm-hmm. And there's it's not just that we're saying oh because these policies are woke they're going to fail. I mean, we can point to examples like for example those banks that I mentioned that failed at the opening in the, of the segment. They have pursued the same ideological. Uh, ideas for their the way they handled themselves. Look what happened to them. But there's also studies that show ESG investment doesn't have the same yield as politically neutral investment. And that uh, that is uh, absolutely true. And uh, recently, um, I, I wrote a, a piece on that uh, based on a, a study that that did show that uh, the investments uh, that are politically neutral uh, provide a much uh, higher rate of return. But not only that, uh, studies also show that Americans don't want uh, to do business with political companies. 
Mm-hmm. Craig Bannister, appreciate it for being on the Alan Nathan Show. And again, listeners, he's responsible for media relations, public relations, and marketing campaigns at CNS News. And you can find him at cnsnews.com. In fact, you can find his piece that he wrote on the ESGs up there as well. Just look under his name. I would give you the article title, but I'm afraid that uh, I would lose connection to the studio if I brought up another tab on my browser. Folks, more Alan Nathan Show coming up after this break. From NAACP Image Award-nominated author Elise Bryant comes a new rom-com about two teens who overcome misconnections and find their way to love. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling follows two people who seemingly have nothing in common, but after a year of chance encounters, begin to think the universe may be telling them something. Dungeons and Dragons-obsessed Reggie and emotionally bottled-up Delilah meet for the first time on New Year's Eve and again on Valentine's Day and on random occasions throughout the year. They're drawn to each other, though they are each too insecure to be their true selves. So what happens once they realize they've each fallen for a version of the other that doesn't really exist? Author Elise Bryant. This is a sweet and funny romantic story in which the characters learn to overcome their fears and discover who they truly are. I hope readers enjoy going along on this ride with Reggie and Delilah and maybe learn something about themselves along the way. Reggie and Delilah's Year of Falling is now available wherever books are sold. Spring is in the air, and now's the time to spring forward with a delicious breakfast from Burger King, an all-natural Simply Orange juice. Begin your day with a sausage, egg, and cheese with sandwich with sizzling sausage, fluffy eggs, and melted American cheese on a toasted croissant, or a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit on a warm buttermilk biscuit. And make it a meal. All Burger King breakfast sandwiches go great with crispy hash browns and pair perfectly with a Simply Orange juice with no added sugar. Never sweetened, never concentrated, and never frozen. Simply Orange goes perfectly with breakfast at Burger King and is rich in vitamin C. And now through March 31st on the BK app, Royal Perks members get a free single croissant sandwich with any Simply Orange juice purchase. Use code BREAKFAST to redeem. Get a jump on spring with breakfast at Burger King. Because you rule. At participating U.S. Burger King restaurants, Royal Perks account required. Restrictions apply. See offer terms for details. Not valid on delivery orders. Sponsored by Coca-Cola. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school feels a lot like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. Getting on that path may be easier than you think. A good place to start? Go to findsomethingnew.org. At findsomethingnew.org, you have access to resources that help develop new skills. Skills that will position you for careers in today's growing industries. From healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Plus, you can take advantage of online courses, certification programs, apprenticeships, and more. So you can take yourself from unemployed and uncertain to empowered and prepared for what's next. Find your path to a new career today. Visit findsomethingnew.org. A message from the Ad Council. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, don't tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. 
Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny. When I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show by Silker Joe Show co-host Joe filling in for Alan while he is off working on his book. And we are joined now by Adrian Kubicki. He is Consul General of the Republic of Poland in New York, and he is a diplomat, sociologist, expert in public relations and communication, and former journalist. Mr. Kubicki, appreciate you being on the Alan Nathan Show. How are you today? Thank you very much for having me. It's a great pleasure. Mm-hmm. Uh, happy to have you in such good circumstances. I understand congratulations are in order for Poland. You all just eliminated quite the spy ring. Uh, yes. Uh, could you repeat it again? I'm sorry. I had a little trouble hearing you. Uh, no, I'm saying congratulations are in order because Poland just eliminated a major spy ring from the Russians. Thank you. I hope that this is the case and that how everyone perceives it. Uh, and uh, frankly speaking, this is our job. The, the, the main job that we have right now is to inspire others also uh, to react and act and, uh, and not being indifferent. And we try to show the way. Mm-hmm. Yes. And just have to, yeah, just have to wonder, aspiring uh, existing in Poland, what other countries might they be in? People really ought to start checking for that. I agree with you. Uh, I think that uh, there is a lot of uh, good example of Poland and the Polish history. Um, it's something that you should take from. Um, and these days, that requires this, this expertise. You know, Polish history was very painful, uh, but this is the lesson that, if it's learned properly, uh, can be an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Now, walk us through this. What exactly was the spy agency doing, and uh, how did y'all manage to disrupt it? Well, the, uh, the first of all, uh, well, some of those informations obviously cannot be disclosed. Of course, <laughs> uh, and 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 th- th- this would be too easy if we if we disclose the the operation itself. Uh, but obviously, our eyes and and ears are open, constantly open. Uh, uh, we are at the very forefront of everything. What's what is the big biggest threat right now for uh, the civilization for the for for the globe? I think and. Uh, this is just a matter of being conscious of everything what, what is uh, actually uh, going on. Uh, 
on the border and beyond using all the data that are uh, available, provided um, and utilized in a, in a good manner, in a good fashion. Uh, and I think this is pretty much it. Also, uh, what is very important here is this international collaboration. It has to be a joint effort. And I think uh, that this is something that we also try to pursue. Um, use the uh, intelligence information that is being provided by other countries, by our Western allies, uh, and implement them into the action, into the certain action. Uh, I think that the Finnish uh, is uh, the biggest threat uh, right now uh, in terms of uh, this ongoing war. I think that the information that are being taken um, illegally uh, obviously as a work of, of those five uh, it's something that can change the dimensions and, and dynamics of the ongoing war in Ukraine and this is something that should be definitely uh, prevented uh, forcefully and this is what we are uh, working on and we do have success in that matter in that aspect as well. Indeed. Uh, they, these uh, spies, they were trying to disrupt vital supplies that were going to Ukraine. So if they tried it in your country and you managed to back them out, unless there was international cooperation, then why wouldn't they just go to a different country that was ignoring the other countries involved here and just do something there? That's why everyone has to work together on this. Exactly. And I think that also um, uh, the, the, they try to gather information on multiple dimensions. Um, uh, it's not only about the supplies that are going on in Ukraine. I think it's very similar to, to the Cold War, uh, where uh, each party involved wants to be a little bit ahead of the other part and obviously gathering information uh, that can help uh, forecast uh, the potential next moves of uh, uh, of of the the other part other side uh, is of tremendous importance and and we also know that Russia actually has a very decent very good record in terms of being successful in that field um, but right now thanks for the, thanks to the excellent collaboration I think that uh, we can maintain ourselves ahead of Russians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this uh, comes at quite quite a good time as well because it's uh, it helps throw a little shade on the meeting that uh, Russia and China had recently between their two leaders. <laughs> so it really shows the cooperation that the West has in restraining them. Yes, that can that can we know this is by the way a very serious threat, and we have to consider that uh, as, as very threatening in terms of what what uh, China could potentially bring to the table. We still believe that it's not in Russia, not in China's um, uh, favor to actually add too much to help uh, Russians actually win the war. Uh, I think that they, they also fight for maintaining their uh, power, or their, their leadership in Asia. And I think too much power to the Russians would actually interrupt, interfere uh, some of the Chinese, uh, Chinese uh, uh, the, the ambitions there. But China has enough um, uh, to do to keep the boat shaken, if you know what I mean. Uh, so to keep destabilizing the, the, the region, the Ukraine and the situation, just to prolong this conflict. Um, and we also know that China is pretty powerful in terms of their uh, intelligence and, and the, the resources that they can use against uh, against uh, us, against the Western uh, civilization and in favor of, of Russia. So uh, with that in mind, we uh, have to even work more fiercely to, 
to maintain ourselves ahead of uh, Russia with that potential uh, change involvement. Uh, somewhere we have to keep it in the back of our head. Mm-hmm. Right, because this uh, conflict in Ukraine, any resource that we employ there is a resource that is not possibly to employ against Russia, so, or against China. So it really is in Chinese interest to keep this going, even if it is just walking a tightrope between making empty promises and not depleting their own power in Asia. I think that even if we consider that as a, uh, how to say it, uh, keeping the, the West distracted, um, this is something that, that Russia, China that struggles obviously with some of their internal problems can use uh, in that favor. Uh, so, as I said, it's not necessarily about Russia winning the war of Ukraine, because we all know that they will go for more, uh, and this will only encourage Russia to, to proceed with their expansion, and eventually this expansion will become also a problem for, for Chinese as well. Uh, but more of like keeping this war, uh, keeping Russia from losing the war, I should say, uh, enough to keep the, the West destabilized, concerned and focused on Ukraine, whereas China uh, will probably be able in that, that scenario to pursue their own uh, goals, uh, not necessarily the European goals, but some of the goals they have in Asia, obviously, which would be, by the way, uh, a great threat to America and direct threat to America. Uh, so, so I think this, this should only encourage us to increase our collaboration in all fields, um, keep the flow of, of aid and help and military support for Ukraine going, and obviously even uh, develop further the intelligence uh, communication that we have between our allied countries and make a proper use of it. Poland is not hesitant of, of making use of those information uh, we, if, if that's necessary, uh, we detain all people that are accused of uh, espionage. Obviously, we perceive it as a huge threat. Mm-hmm. Yes, especially given your position over there, like right next to where this conflagration is going on. If it ever did boil over the borders, you'd be one of the first countries it would boil into. We also think that this is our responsibility as being there, right there at the, at the borderline and at the doorstep of this conflict. This is our responsibility also uh, for the sake of other NATO countries. This is our obligation uh, just to make a proper use of, of the information that we have and um, and, and just take uh, appropriate and, and the proper actions to, uh, to uh, just also to send a message out. I think this is another part of what is very important, that if you plan to run any spying actions on the territory of our country or other countries of NATO, we will not hesitate to act and we will act very promptly and and severely. And this is also the message that Russia has to accept right now. Right. And also sends the message that you are not just a paper tiger as far as your agencies go, you actually are able to stop these spies uh, rings from happening. So that would discourage them or at least make it take longer for them to plan the next one. Exactly. That's the, that's the thing uh, for them to consider right now. And uh, obviously, this is a lot of uh, work that has been going on. It's actually the work on a daily basis um, that we have to evaluate the informations that we are provided with and basically make uh, potentially the best use of it. Uh, uh, and well, from time to time, uh, we can share the success uh, of, of some 
people being discovered, but there's a lot more that has to be done, obviously. Mm-hmm, yes, probably for every one agency aspiring that you discover, there's probably at least another one waiting to be discovered, and that's a very scary thought. But Adrian Kubicki, Consul General of the Republic of Poland in New York, appreciate you being on the Alan Nathan Show today. And listeners, thank you for tuning in as well, but we do have more programming coming up right after this break. The pandemic is just one factor that forced companies to rethink the way they conduct business. In addition to remote employees, companies are uploading more data to the cloud and workers are using a wide variety of apps and devices. As a result, businesses are more susceptible to security breaches than ever before. For 10 years, the open directory platform provider JumpCloud has helped businesses improve security and minimize vulnerability. Security continues to be a top concern for businesses. According to JumpCloud Vice President Eric Brown, organizations need to reconsider their approach. Identity is the new center of IT and the foundation around which all IT infrastructure should be built. That's where we at JumpCloud come in. We help companies and people make work happen with secure, frictionless access to the apps and data they need with an open directory platform designed for identity transformation. To learn how JumpCloud can help your business, visit JumpCloud.com. Vitamin B12 is important for supporting not only our metabolism, but also our energy levels. Our brain and our nerves need certain vitamins like B12 in order to function properly. Even if you're eating all the healthy foods like fruits and vegetables and getting you know great sources of protein, it's sometimes the case that you can become deficient in one or more nutrient, and that's where supplements can be helpful. So if you wanna support your B12 levels, Jaro's Methyl B12 is a great supplement to consider to optimize your B12 levels. This type of B12 is recognized by the body, so it's delivered to your cells more efficiently. It's also been shown that it is a great way to make sure that you're getting a highly absorbed form of vitamin B12 and one that's gonna be retained better than other types of B12. You can learn more at jaro.com. My name is Judy Teeter, and I'm the mother of three boys. My youngest, Joe, was a great kid. He loved sports, music, and his youth group. One day, Joe asked me to drive him to an after-school event, which was about a mile from our home. I was driving through a green light when a car in cross-traffic ran a red light and drove right into the side of our car, killing Joe. The driver was talking on her phone, so she never even saw the red light. She was so absorbed in her phone call. Before the crash, I didn't realize just talking on a cell phone while driving was so dangerous. Now it's something I think about every day. According to the National Safety Council, about one in four car crashes involves a cell phone. Hands-free is no safer. When you're behind the wheel, put away your phone. For Joe and for the thousands of needless deaths every year. Remember, there is no safe way to talk on a cell phone while driving. Find out more at nsc.org slash callskill. If you came across someone struggling with hunger, how would you recognize them? By their clothes? Their age? The way they speak? Would you notice a 16-year-old boy who got got his first job, not for extra spending money, but to help feed his little sisters? 
or a mother who's in between jobs and sometimes goes to bed hungry so her kids can have dinner. Or a 14-year-old girl who signs up to every after-school activity not to make friends but just to get something to eat. Or a retiree who fell ill and had to choose between getting medicine or groceries. I am the one in eight Americans who struggle with hunger. People you pass by every day but never knew were hungry. I am hunger in America. Hunger can be hard to recognize. Learn why at IamHungerInAmerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America, 200 Food Bank Strong, and the Ad Council. The mission of Paralyzed Veterans of America is clear. Accessibility. Veterans who have served and sacrificed the best of themselves deserve access to the best our country has to offer. Access to meaningful employment. Access to the veterans' benefits they've earned. Accessible homes and vehicles. And access to every part of their communities. With PVA staff working inside VA hospitals, no other veterans organization has provided more real-time, ongoing support for paralyzed veterans and their families. PVA is proud to serve veterans across all branches, all generations, and all conflicts. Our nation's heroes fought for your independence. Join PVA in fighting for theirs at pva.org. Welcome back to the Alan Nathan Show. Thank you for sticking with us through this hour. So, as far as the bogus case against President Trump in New York goes, you know, I think Democrats are running a relay and they just passed the baton on to someone else because the case in New York is pretty much collapsing. They actually had to cancel proceedings that were supposed to happen today because it was found that the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, had withheld evidence from the jury. Now, district attorneys aren't supposed to do that. They're supposed to give everything they have to the jury. And they're also supposed to share it with uh, the lawyer for the defense. It's a process called discovery. Everybody gets it. The defense doesn't have to share what they have, but the prosecutor has to. And the district attorney was just holding back a lot of evidence from this case, probably exculpatory evidence. In fact, (laughs) this comes right on the heels of him having a witness that just totally blew a hole in his case. So they hired an incompetent idiot. And even though this guy was elected, I'm doing the air quotes here, really it was more of a hiring because they paid a lot of money for, to get this guy in and he was running on getting rid of Trump. And then he comes in office and he just totally flubs it, bombs out in a spectacular way, withholds evidence, has a witness that he called that totally destroys his case. Awful. Just total incompetence all around. I They get... I guess they needed to pay a few million dollars more for someone who was more competent, right? But in light of this, suddenly we have a leak. Woo! A judge said that a special that the special counsel investigating Trump for mishandling classified documents, that judge said that uh, Trump committed criminal violations, and that leak came out today, right as we are learning that the uh, New York case self-destructed. So just passing the torch along, get another case go- continuing against Trump, always energize the Democrat base by having Trump just around the corner from being prosecuted. You'd think it would have happened by now. I am curious about that, too, because we, we've had guests on the Alan Nathan show and the Silver Joe show before who said that, according to the Mueller report, Trump committed 
crimes. And the only reason it wasn't prosecuted is because of the attorney, the Trump friendly attorney general, Bill Barr. Well, as it turns out, Barr isn't a Trump friendly attorney general at all. He's just a rhino in disguise. But on top of that, Democrats for two years now have been sitting on the Mueller report doing nothing about it. So if it really was actionable when they've done something, they is anyone going to really say the Attorney General Merrick Garland, who convinced, uh, who engineered this attempt to have parents painted as domestic terrorists because they opposed woke education, that same Attorney General they're saying is going to be pro-Republican, pro-Trump? No, of course not. It's a stupid argument to make. But that I, I, that's pretty much what the corner they backed themselves into, on, I guess, on that by saying the Mueller report was legit, but they're not acting on it. So back to what's going on right now, the mishandling of classified documents, that whole thing. Now, I guess now that the, the case in New York has self-destructed, they're going to try and go back to mishandling classified documents, try and say there was something criminal there. And some judge allegedly leaked that out. Uh, so we'll see where this develops. But it's kind of hard to spot where exactly there would be anything criminal there. Because first of all, we know that they doctored photographs to show classified documents were there, even though uh, a lot of that was just added by the people taking the pictures to make Trump look bad. Some of that probably wasn't really anything at all, (laughs) except uh, fluff and uh, garnish for the pictures. And on top of that, Trump, allegedly declassified that material that was at his house, uh, most of it anyway. So, and the reason it was there is because they weren't the, they were just slow walking the declassification process. So he decided to take it with him before they destroyed the documents or reclassified them. And the, the, the ongoing dispute that led to the raid on Mar-a-Lago, it was really over the interpretations of did Trump do everything to comply? Trump said he did. The DOJ said he didn't. And the DOJ asked for him to even put extra security on those documents, which he did. And then like a week later, they execute the raid on his place. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, who mishandled classified documents in a much more spectacular way than Trump did. Okay. Trump had him sitting in his house in a safe. Biden had him sitting in his garage next to his car. Now, no one had access really to the safe except those who Trump gave access to, whereas in Biden's house, gee whiz, his son, who has no classified clearances whatsoever, had access to those documents. There's a picture of Hunter Biden posing with a bunch of girls in the car that was stored in the garage with the classified documents. Those girls have access to the documents, too, when Hunter Biden took them home. Anyone Hunter Biden took home would have had access to those documents. And remember, Hunter Biden, on his own pictures, we see him smoking crack and out with prostitutes. So was his dealer, did his dealer have access to classified documents? Did prostitutes have access to those classified documents? We don't know. There's been no transparency there. We know that they've been sitting in his garage. That's all we know. Sitting in his garage next to the car that he drives. That's all we know about Biden's classified documents. Yet, we're told nothing was wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with drug dealers and prostitutes having access to classified documents. Nothing's wrong with Hunter Biden, who has no security clearances whatsoever, having access to classified documents. That's what we're being told. Whereas Trump storing them in a safe somehow is illegal. Compared to what Biden did, apparently. Because there's no special counsel going after Biden. There's no special prosecutors. There's nothing of the kind going on with Biden. 
In fact, we're told that Biden cooperating on these documents means he's innocent and that there will be no police raids on his houses or anything like that. In fact, the only time the FBI showed up was by giving him a couple of hours notice. So if he had anything sitting out, he could have easily hidden it or burn it or whatever. Not like the FBI was going to look. Uh, they only did it for show. They very clearly only did it for show with Biden. And speaking of doing things for show, that is what the entire raid on Trump was. That was for show as well. That was to show you, the public, that Trump and, by extension, you are going to be subject to the full weight of the United States government if you dare oppose the Democrats. That's what that is about. Intimidation. These endless prosecutions of Trump. That's intimidation against you. If they can keep this up against Trump for doing nothing, what do you think they can do to you? And unlike Trump, you don't have millions upon millions of dollars to spend on legal defenses. If the government decided to put its weight against you, that game over for the average citizen. If the government came for me, for example, I don't have any recourse. I have, I don't have the money to take on the government. Not only that, but they have this policy where they can just slow walk the case. We see this was the January 6th prisoners. All right, first of all, the protests were safe and legal the way they were scheduled, and they were scheduled to be in certain areas of the Capitol, they were given permits in advance. But now the DOJ is saying, oh no, actually all those protests that they gave permits for were illegal because they happened inside a certain area that they had been given permits to operate in. Okay, not even the ones entering the Capitol. The ones outside the Capitol is what I'm talking about. They had the permits to do protests there, but now we're being told that it's illegal and they're being arrested. That, that's the kind of Department of Justice that we're dealing with here. There's no justice about it. The word justice is a sick irony. And what's with all this talk about, oh, there's still good people there. Where the hell are they? Taking a nap, I guess. Folks, thank you for tuning in to the Alan Nathan Show today. MainStreetRadioNetwork.com is our website. Be seeing you. The opinions you hear on the Main Street Radio Network are those of the host, callers, and guests, and not necessarily those of the station, Main Street Radio Network, its management, or advertisers. The information on the Main Street Radio Network does not constitute a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or securities. So please, consult a professional before investing. If you have any questions or comments about Main Street Radio Network, contact us at 703-719-0433 or at our website, MainStreetRadioNetwork.com.